chapter 1 and John chapter 1. I'll read briefly from the first chapters of both of those before we receive communion. Genesis 1. In the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. We know what happens next. God creates everything on earth that we know about. Planets and stars, oceans and plants and trees and living animals of every kind. And as evening draws near, he pauses to look at all that he has made. Like an artist surveying the work they have created, God pronounced it good. Further down, we read these words in Genesis. Then God said, let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the wild animals of the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humanity in his image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. The Lord makes humans in his image. This is a huge idea we grapple to understand. We are made like him. What does that mean? We spend our lives trying to understand the infinite God. How is it that he has made us like him? God blesses the people that he has made and gives them stewardship over the earth. He tells them he has provided everything that they need. And he looks upon what he has made and pronounces it very good. And then he rests. Now let us turn to the opening of John's Gospel. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Beginnings are significant. The world had a beginning. Jesus became one of us, and his human life had a beginning. Beginnings matter, because at the start of something, there is ultimate hope for everything to go well. In that space between what is newly formed and what transpires next is a place that is fresh and new. Often a place we all want to get back to and know again. Here, all is perfection, a beautiful garden, a newborn baby. God brings flawless life in order to give us a foundation on which we can build. So what beginnings have been significant in your life? What did that look like? 
What expectation did you have that it would be a transformative experience that would bring deep joy? And how did it turn out? I read something soulful this week. Ann Voskamp had an article about expectations. And she was saying how some of our expectations can lead to feelings of privileged entitlement. We expect something to be a certain way, or we want it to last longer than it does. We expect someone to be more than they have capability to be. We expect that we deserve more, or to be treated better. Then our dashed expectation can make us angry. And we are tempted to feel entitled to much more, because our pride demands it. And sometimes we act on that temptation. Adam and Eve became discontent over a boundary God gave them for one kind of fruit. They were in the best place. They couldn't eat anything except one thing that then they had to focus in on and want. They wasted it by acting on an impulse and then blaming one another. Jesus was born, and yet before he could barely grow, Herod made a directive to get rid of all baby boys who might one day rise in opposition to his rule and brought sorrow and lament in what should have been an amazing, beautiful time of the Savior come to earth. What a time of sorrow for those who lost their sons. But in the beginning, all is peace. It is the choices which follow that bring pain because of our fears and biases and pride and lack of trust in the Lord. And Anne said, there are four words we might all decide to live by this holiday season. No expectations, only gratitude, because all is grace. This Advent, we are focusing in on the incarnation of Jesus. The incarnation, the God who comes to earth as one of us. And I want us to think about a bigger picture as we contemplate the incarnation. Because it gives us insight into what we know to be true about Jesus. And then teaches us and makes us think about why it is that he came to begin with. And what actions he took while he was here so today we look at him as Lord in the beginning. Next week we're going to talk about him being foretold by the prophet. And then we'll talk about how he was a baby born to save. Then we'll talk about him as the glorious Messiah. And then, lastly, as the king who is coming again. When we put our scriptures side by side in Genesis and John, we see how they match up. In the beginning, the world was created. In the beginning was the Word. Jesus was with God at the beginning as co-creator. The world was spoken into being. Jesus is the Word through whom God speaks. God makes life. Jesus made eternal life possible. God makes light. And Jesus is the light of the world who has come to shine in the darkness. In creation... And through the Savior, the light is distinct from the darkness. The darkness cannot overcome the light no matter what. Showing God's intention to provide illumination and warmth. He 
dwells in inescapable light and holiness. And when we live in the light, nothing is hidden. So today we remember the beginning of God's creative work, begun long ago with Jesus present as Lord. And today, in wonder and in awe, we unfold again the mystery of what it means that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. The Word is God and was with God in the beginning. And as we remember both of these astounding revelations, we recognize that we ourselves have a new beginning. Today is the beginning of the church calendar year. Today is a new day. Today is a day where we can immerse ourselves into Advent. A journey where we have the choice how it is that we walk with God in this beautiful life-giving time. And how it is that we will seek Him in His fullness. Because the truth is, we don't want to just walk past Christmas without really paying attention to the mystery of who God is, without having our heart and our soul and our mind engaged to what it is that he wants from us. We want to have our whole self steeped into what it means that God has decided to become one of his creation. So let us begin with a very familiar thought from John 3.16, which I paraphrased for our time this morning. For God so loved the world, which he intentionally made with great care, the world he created and formed, with people he did not want to lose, with people that he created for relationship with him, that he sent his only son. This son is coexistent with God and created alongside him and the spirit who was hovering over the deep. The Son was sent that no one would perish, that no one would die, but would receive life forever with him. At the core of creation, at the core of Jesus' birth, at the core of the life given on our behalf, we celebrate God's staggering love today and every day, but today through communion because we might not understand the complexities of the universe or how exactly God comes in human form as a baby or even how his death covers our sin. But we understand that all of these actions come from a God whose love is real in every way to those that he has made. God loves, so he creates. God loves, so he sends his son. God loves, so he dies. God loves, so he invites all of us to come to his altar so that we might experience his body and his blood given for us. And it is this love that we want to know more in Advent. And it is this love we want to give thanks for today as we come forward. In his letter, John reminds us later, this is how God showed his love among us he sent his one and only son into the world so that we might live through him. God wants us to live. And in the places where we're not truly living, we want to acknowledge that to him. So in all of the beginnings that you had, I know that what came afterwards was a mix of joy and difficulty. 
That is the nature of the life that we have here. Communion reminds us how God empowers us to begin afresh through his sacrifice. At any minute we can stop and we can get on our knees and say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, I need help. Lord, help me start again with this mess that I've made or this mess that has been made that I didn't have anything to do with, but it's so painful. Communion reminds us that Jesus empowers us to begin afresh through his sacrifice. So as you remember those things that you began in your life, today may you find a measure of healing if there is not yet healing for those things. As you remember those things that you began, may you find assurance through your relationship with God. As you think about those beginnings and how they might not have worked out, may you look at what God did. Because God makes beautiful things out of our brokenness. He changes things with the things that we don't want and the things that we don't choose and the things that come because of our sin. And he makes really amazing life happen out of that. So let's be thankful for that. And let us think about the ways that God met us in the brokenness of our beginnings. And give him thanks and celebrate that he is the one that is present in all that we have and all that we know and all that we do. And he is the one who wants to continue to make all things new for us. Advent is the beginning of seeking God again in his fullness. And so may the partaking of the sacraments and the saying of the liturgy for mess peace today. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Let us prepare our hearts for his coming by confessing our sins together. Lord Jesus Christ, you have promised to come again as one breaking through the clouds with great power and glory. We confess that we hide our heads in trivial matters. We do not love our neighbors because our ambitions are more important. We do not hear the cry of the needy because we are busy accumulating wealth. And we have become consumed with the pursuit of power because we fail to put our trust in your power. Forgive us, we pray. Free us so that we may have eyes to see your glory, ears to hear your liberating gospel and lives to devote to the service of your kingdom. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Emmanuel, God with us is coming that we might live our lives in the grace that frees us from the bondage of sin. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the, in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. 
When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. And so, with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is she who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ, whom you sent in the fullness of time to be a light to the nations. You scatter the proud in the imagination of their hearts and have mercy on those who fear you from generation to generation. You put down the mighty from their thrones and exalt those of low degree. You fill the hungry with good things and the rich you send empty away. Your own Son came among us as a servant to be Emmanuel, your presence with us. He humbled himself in obedience to your will and freely accepted death on a cross. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. Together. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. like to learn more about the Free Methodist Church of Santa Barbara, you can visit us online at fmcsb.org. We pray this message has been a blessing to you.